noise is making this noise. I had to fix it and stuff. Oh my god, it's just like, oh my god, it's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, <laughs> hello, welcome to the Pond Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan Foster. And with me every week is Ariana Nantabuchi and Oliver Yule Smith. <laughs> That's our cast. <laughs> hey, you, you jumped on my bit, Ollie. Ah, oh. she's my daughter. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Clearly, Ollie doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. None of the guests do because I don't give a they don't care. <laughs> I listened to it last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Did yeah. you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. We, th- we threw Ollie into the deep end and just start yeah. pressing record without even telling him I was going to do it. And hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, I'm Ollie. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, we're doing uh, similar to what we did last week where yeah. we just threw out the uh, usual script just because last week we talked about the Matrix, the Matrix and the Matrix is showing this week. So we decided, hey, Ollie, just come in. We're going to do our quick picks and then we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound good, everyone? Yes. Or you're going to have to say yes because, yes. I mean, it's happening. Can you edit and post like a group of classroom children just going, yay! <laughs> or like the friends applause. Yeah. That's yeah. used in every 90s sitcom. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Just I mean, a live studio audience. As long as I find some like uh, royalty free sound clips. Ah. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently that the clapping is from like the 50s. Oh, Actually, yeah. Uh, maybe not for well. Friends, but a lot of the 90s. No, like, but I think they use the same applause. one from the Big Bang Theory. Really? Yeah. Love track, yeah. You mean they don't have uh, real people? Real people? Oh, my God. I'm afraid they not. No. Real people. What? I used to love those 90s uh, television shows that actually did have real studio audiences. Mm. And I know then, that. like, they would come out and they'd be like, everyone's just cheering and stuff. And they would did do that like, with bows. a bunch of, like, like, yeah, cool. It's like oh, yeah. some of the last few, like, Nickelodeon sitcoms and, like, it the did. late 2000s. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I guess Jackson VP still had a It felt like they were it. putting in a decent amount of effort, I feel. Yeah. That's really easy to do, too, at Nickelodeon because they record like, at Universal Studios. Yeah. So it's just like Guess tons of people in. in. Yeah. They always have shows going on. And it's yeah. just like, hey, come in. There's a free show. You can watch yeah. this TV show. And yeah. then you go in and you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's True Jackson. <laughs> True Jackson. Jackson. I have no idea who that is. No, not at all. It's Kiki Palmer. Uh, okay. I was just nodding along. Yeah. yeah. Greg Foods from His Sweet. Is It Anyway. Yeah. We're, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Andy McDowell. Okay. It's pretty well, baller. I mean, um, Again, Ari's bringing in this Nickelodeon <laughs> trash. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Actually, no, Nickelodeon sorry, was dude. awesome back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Ari said back in the day, <laughs> like with day. this sort of like it's still <laughs> awesome sort of thing. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Nervously back laughing. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, we're down in the bar again. Yep. Uh, we did that a couple weeks ago. It was pretty fun. It gives a little nice little ambiance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some fridges that are making some Noises. sound. I don't even hear it. Yeah, it's really good. You'll hear people coming in and out the loose. Mm-hmm. Maybe some staff members jingle jangling their keys about. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, still early enough that maybe yeah. that won't happen. But yeah. Um, maybe a wild we'll Paul will appear. <laughs> a wild Paul in the wild. <laughs> maybe even our uh, general manager. Oh, wow. He's mm. in today. Great. Might yeah. jump on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jump Say on hi. in. Be fun. <laughs> Be fun. Um, but yeah, we're at the, we're at the bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we're sitting amongst a lovely selection of drinks. Ali is a front of house member here. He's I am indeed, yeah. Former um, stage manager as well, right? Former stage manager. Yeah. Um, Stepped and down to school reasons and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Got what do you do in school? Focus on I? my educational. Um, mm. So I am a uh, master's student at King's College London, repping, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I'm just finishing off my thesis and then I'm going to start a PhD in September. Ooh. Sweet. 
Oh, so the interview went well, I take it. Yes, it did. Oh, congratulations, Ali. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank Ollie. you very much. Nice, nice, nice. How are you doing today, then? I'm doing very well. I'm excited yeah. to be on the podcast oh. and yeah. ready for my double shift off of this. <laughs> nice. That's how we do it. Yeah, yeah. just get them in, just uh, grease them up with some podcast yeah, interviewing exactly. and then just throw them right into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I got my shift off today. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm oh, yeah. It's usually my Tuesday. Well played. You can yeah. go ahead and say why, but it doesn't matter because it's doesn't, tonight, you're gonna it, so yeah, you're going to miss it. Yeah. But Ari's got a, got good a gig. gig tonight. And it was really last minute, so I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. How do you think anybody do my show? the gig <laughs> went? Because when people oh, yeah. hear this, it will be in the past. I think, yeah. it, I think it went great. You, yeah, it's great. Cool. Yeah, Congrats. oh, this goes great. Well done. Yeah, thank you. You did a great job. Thanks. Guys. That one bit where you said that thing about that thing, I oh was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh. It was I a literal. Much I love. It was, it was the, the first time I did guffaw. that joke without that person in the room. So. Oh man, yeah. See, you know, yeah. that's why you got to stop inviting your friends <laughs> to come. <comedy>. Yeah, because <laughs> all my jokes are about my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but so, yeah, we were saying we were in the mm-hmm. bar. Yeah, we're yeah. in the bar where I spend a lot of my time. Yeah. Uh, You're less, a bar dweller. So I am a bar dweller, under well person. Um, less so nowadays, but um, yeah. yeah, we have a great selection of beers, and I like beer, so great passion of mine. So if you're ever in um, the Prince Charles and you want to get a beer, ask me, and I'll give you some, you know, tips. Um, yeah, <laughs> some tips and tricks on how to drink the beer. On, well, how <laughs> on to drink the beer? beer. <laughs> Probably which beer? Yeah. Um, we got some, you know, great stouts okay. in at the moment. Belgian beers, so like Delirium. There's this so kind a lot of, of product. Stuff. I want to try the Clockwork Orange beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's been staring at me for weeks. It's fake. Yeah. Mm. I think I've butchered that, but it's Swedish. It's like a Swedish yeast. Mm. I haven't been on bar in ages, and every time I come down to bar, we always have new stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I mm. didn't even get a chance to get acquainted with these things. And then now they're gone. And then they're gone. Yeah. It's weird. It, it felt like uh, for a couple of weeks that the bar had a lot of the sim- like similar beers and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of forgotten about like you know it changing out a lot because that is a bit of a thing here it yeah. changes yeah, it a lot the bar it rotates a lot yeah. uh thanks to our bar manager peter he Shout keeps a fresh fresh selection in uh-huh. but um yeah i was uh we were recording down here the other day yeah. and i had no idea i did just didn't even pay attention that <laughs> there was all new stuff and yeah. I, then i came down later that evening i was like oh whoa What's all yeah. this stuff? I tried the Lost Pier. It's a vanilla stout oh, thing. Oh, that's really, really good. Like that so those really the good. new stouts are really good. Yeah. So the Lost Pier um, is like a vanilla and bourbon stout. Uh, and then you've got the Dark Matter Custard, which is a custard and chocolate, chocolate stout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the sweeter one of the stouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got in some new sours, uh, Pilsner as well. Um, oh, yeah, the one so, in the can. Yeah, mm. look out for those. Exciting yeah. times. And the most exciting thing about that is if you're a member of the cinema, you get a pound off of every drink. Every One drink. pound off. One whole pound. That's nuts. So you should <laughs> become a member. Present it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta present it. Yeah, I'm not psychic. I can't read your mind. You just gotta <laughs> yeah. present that card. <laughs> and I don't want to look like a fool when I ask for your name and I look you up in the yeah. system and you're not on there. So, so I have that card. Is yeah. that a frequent yeah. occurrence? Not a frequent occurrence. It used to happen when I first started working here. Because mm. I was kind of a little more garbage. I mean, she I just didn't know to... how to use the system. No, I didn't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, right. Ali. Ali, where are you from? I am from Brighton on the South Brighton. Coast. The nice. old South Coast. Like a lot of like the, a lot of people from Yeah, mm-hmm. so you've had Sam um, on the podcast yeah. too, also from Brighton. Yeah. Um and there were a couple more previously Ed from who Sussex. worked. Who Ed from Sussex. Well yeah. Tavern when she used Tavern. to work here, she was from Brighton as well. Nice. Quite a few. Quite yeah. a few of us from Brighton. Sweet. And how about did you get to the Prince Charles Cinema? 
How did you find this place? So I think like many people, I was a student in a mm-hmm. very expensive city. Mm-hmm. Great, okay. great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, great start to an 80s rom-com. Yeah. Um, and I came to the Prince Charles quite a lot. I came to quite a lot of the, um, actually weirdly the mystery screenings was actually how I was my gateway in. The mystery movie? Yeah, the mystery screenings. And oh. I think one of my, actually my favorite was um, Black Snake Moan. Oh, nice. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, Sam yeah. Jackson one, which yeah, is an absolute. I remember that, yeah. And Christina Ricci. Yeah. 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 We showed that again. Well, okay. So. And I never saw that before. And that film blew my mind. That was before you worked here. It was before I worked wow. here. Yeah. Okay. I just felt like you were here during that period. I remember that. That was a uh, Cigarette Burns mystery. Cigarette Burns one. Yeah. yeah. That was like, I think the only mystery film we've done was Cigarette Burns. It used to be one of a regular. Uh, like programming, uh, programming co- yeah. like collectives that would come in and they yeah, yeah. specifically show things on 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Usually some really old, like lovely old vintage prints and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And then really after that, I just, um, you know, I thought this is a really great place and I chanced it by dropping off a CV. And then a couple months later, I that got called in cool. for interview and I was invi- interviewed by yourself, John. Oh, oh my God. Oh. And Becca. Yeah. Shout yep. out to Becca. Shout out to Becca. <laughs> Shout out to John. Shout out to John. Right. Oh, okay. As sorry. if you don't get enough of that already. <laughs> John is is a great interviewer, but he's very intimidating. You were really? very, you know, you're quite reserved. Yeah. And I, I felt like I wasn't really oh, okay. getting so much from you. So I was his, I was, like scary John mode. Yeah. We play good good cop, bad good cop. cop, bad cop. Yeah. yeah. Or at least me and Becca used to British do that, cop, and, American cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> American cops are always bad cops for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I just try to get a good read of people. Mm-hmm. So and Ollie seemed like a tends egg. to be just me. Good like Ollie know. is a good egg. Yeah, he's a great egg. Yeah. He's Ollie was always like... one of my favorite people to have on yeah. on Sundays because um, without a fail, he would just do stuff without being, being asked. asked. And yeah. that's like the, the best quality of a staff member. Ollie was proactive. Yeah. Proactive. He was always making helpful. sure that uh, stock room was clean and, and yeah. everything it was all straight. We had a, It was fully stocked. Mm. It was nice. Good stuff. I'm quite a simple human being. I think I, I take a lot of pleasure from having a well-organized uh, stock yeah. room, really. <laughs> Completely. It's, uh, it's quite well, satisfying. It's a bit like Tetris as well. Yeah. You kind of line up the bottles and yeah. well, it's that a similar just, satisfaction. Really. I just like having lots of room in the yeah. stock room because I good. hate it when we're, it's all like cramped mm. and packed because everything's a mess. I'm kind of just like, no, we need to put stuff here. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was that was uh, let's say four years ago, mm-hmm. and so I've been here for about three and a half now. I took a break in uh, yeah. last year when I went uh, abroad to do a, a year yeah. of my studies, um, and then I came back and yeah. I, re- I reapplied. Yeah, and then I uh, grovelled for my job back, yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been working since. Nice. Yeah. Um, when you went off to do your studies, I always thought it was, I mean, I know you slightly touched on your studies and stuff, mm-hmm. but you didn't really explain exactly what you were studying. And it's very also, interesting. Yeah. Your you're also studies. one of the very few people, I think, that work here that didn't go do, to, like, to films, film, film school and stuff or yeah, some sort of artistic college. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, maybe this is the part of the podcast where people use it to get to get to sleep and, um, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, no, so I... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of international relations. Um, so that was my undergraduate um, course. And then for my master's, I did one year in Paris, which is why I went away. And I looked mm-hmm. at um, international security issues, um, you know, climate change and um, terrorism and, and all these kind of pertinent security 
threats. See, Ollie, Ollie's over here just trying to act like this is boring and stuff. No, this and is super like, oh, And we, we made the comment about how he yeah. didn't, you know, he didn't go to film school like most of the people tend to do. But the thing is, Ollie's going to school to do things that, that people write films, films about. about. Yeah. So you're going to be like this terrorist things. hunter, like in climate change, like you're going to like take down yeah. the climate change, like the person who's a climate yeah. change denier terrorist. And uh, yeah, this is like a new that. movie. I like, I like that movie. Watch, <laughs> that's Die Hard 7. <laughs> yeah. The world is dying hard. <laughs> I wonder who would play hard. me. Who would you want to play you in a movie? Like? I think realistically, it's going to be the kid, the grown up kid from Love Actually. Thomas oh. Brady Sanxer. Thomas Brady Sanxer. Yeah. I've been mistaken for him really? weirdly before. I've run into him hmm. at my local Tesco back in first year because I used oh. to live in Elephant Castle. And I would just be the ugliest I've ever looked, like no makeup, <laughs> sweatpants. And I was like, oh my God, it's that kid from Love Actually. But also he was an amazing runner. I'm going to run away now. <laughs> I just never saw him. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that's okay. realistically. Have him dye his hair? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I mean, mm. maybe on the more optimistic end, I'd like, you know, some. Proper action stuff. Yeah. Some action star, you know, like Tom Hardy or, or someone cool like that. But yeah. we'll see. Well, you know, Hollywood loves to just Hollywood, yeah. change completely what sex it up like, a little right? bit yeah. yeah and then maybe yeah. in the part of the film where it's like exposition and it's his origin story where you were studying and you're working at the cinema maybe then it can be you know thomas brooks next or, or it can actually just be me it could just be a you. bit like yeah. in yeah. lone survivor when there's the actual dude being john malkovich and then but it's you're being all exactly <laughs> you're a grown man but then like two years <laughs> later you're just tom Hardy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like x-men Exactly. Yeah. In the set, yeah. yeah, in the nineties I was Michael Fassbender and then ten years later I am Days of Future PCC. Yeah, yeah Days a, of Future PCC. It's a really tough That's ten years. I'm gonna change the staff account to Days of Future PCC. <laughs> <laughs> Not to Future Ari. <laughs> yeah, well, before we move on, mm-hmm. um we will have to say that yeah, this is for the week of Friday the twelfth of July that mm-hmm. we're talking about the program here. And in last week's episode we did talk about the Matrix, mm-hmm. so we're not gonna talk about it again, do our usual thing. We will say go see the Matrix. Go see it. it starts it's Friday film. the twelfth yeah. of July. And Watch it. Yes. On it for a whole it's week. It's big yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and He's also big at the moment. I wonder yeah. I why. Yeah. <laughs> and uh based on last week's episode, you can tell that we Really oh, like Keanu. Keanu. So um we're gonna continue Keanu Love just for like two seconds. Yeah. What's your take on Keanu? Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the guy. Um, so you had Natalie on. He was talking about video games. Mm-hmm. So obviously, really exciting to hear that he's going to be in the new Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. which is mm. really really cool. Um, you know, I have a complex, shall we say, relationship with John Wick. Yeah, yeah, right, right. A hot take. A shall hot we say? take, shall we say? Yeah, Ollie, uh-huh. Ollie, I- myself, and a few other staff members are often behind the kiosk, just being like, Ollie, why don't you like John Wick? <laughs> I don't love it. Like, Which is fair. To each their own. However. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate Keanu is absolutely great in it, mm-hmm. but I think I want something a bit more. Either be, you know, very uh, straight, simple action film a la Die Hard, The Raid, mm-hmm. or try and bit, be a bit more complex. The Thinking Man's the Action The Thinking film. Man's Action Film. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of errs, for me, a bit too much between those points so so you would like to see the and you know climate change denier terrorist action film i would that <laughs> yeah. that might be more sophisticated but mm. more up my street <laughs> i think keanu can play you yeah keanu. Keanu. look at that yeah i'm actually trying to play keanu myself yeah. so yeah i just need to dye my hair a little no, bit i think you've got the perfect shade 
there. It's a really amazing. If you it's people a, could yeah. see it, it's this lovely sort of. It's you like it's red, red, but it's like it's not like your normal just like yeah. red, red, red. It's like a nice. What what is that color? Um, Do you know? Have you yeah. ever like color matched it? It's like a color like matched it. It's like a darker red. It's yeah, like that it's sort like of red. It's it's an Auburn, yeah. It's like that color that women want to dye their hair to, <laughs> but like, like, yeah. especially in the '90s. That was such a '90s like yeah. hair color. color. So like, I know like where it's from technically. Like it's mm-hmm. a very as a ginger person, you'll learn that there are very different shades of ginger. There's not mm-hmm. just like very orange, and then there's kind of a darker one. There's yeah. like multiple yeah, shades. Yeah. We contain multitudes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> we're ginger. Not just, yeah, we're not just Wheelsies. <laughs> exactly. Um, my particular shade comes from uh, it's like a Scandinavian red. Oh, okay. So it's a very particular part of Finland. It's the mm-hmm. Sami red, oh. as it were, um, which means that my ancestry is probably a little bit complex because mm-hmm. I'm probably viking yeah. blood and how that worked its way into the englishness yeah <laughs> slightly <laughs> complex very english um but yeah um it well, is a different red so we're gonna go into a little bit of uh, what we've been up to the last week i mean mm-hmm. visa watch let's yeah, give it a yeah. little bit of room for that guitar bit <laughs> but yeah um i learned a lot about the uh english people how they were formed by the yeah, you know, a lot of it was a lot Vikings. of Vikings and yeah, Scandinavian people coming over. So yes, exactly. I mean, that's where it comes from. Yeah, it know? is. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, this week at the Prince Charles from the 12th, like we said, we've got the Matrix on. But what else is coming up this week that you're excited before, the, uh, Ari? I'm excited for the What's your picks? Mean Girls and Clueless double bill. Yeah, that's such a sick double Very bill. Very exciting. That's a good double bill. I can yeah. talk about these movies forever, but yeah. we have a little time. But yeah, um, these films are often compared to one another. Yeah. So it's really great that we're showing them back to back just to mm-hmm. see, you know, obviously Mean Girls was the like teen film of the 2000s. Yeah. And Clueless was that for the 90s. Yeah. It was really cool. To- Clueless was also just like the fact that it just was one one of the first films of its kind where yeah, it just really me. like flipped that whole teen movie on its head but also yeah. like f- just purely like from a female's perspective yeah. and it just it was so like funny and just it's like hilarious. like speaking of flipping the mm-hmm. teen genre what's also going on i think i hope book smart is still on i think like, yeah, yeah we've got it today yeah potentially yeah it's um, getting a couple more screens weeks, yeah. uh this this week so um yeah it might stick around it's, it's been doing pretty it's well, a really so great yeah. film if people so haven't good. seen it yeah it's yeah. really good and and rather like what you know films you like clueless and stuff yeah. yeah and and it kind of does really flip the 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 teen coming of it i think a lot the john hughes mm-hmm. 80s movies mm-hmm. kind of on that on their head yeah i mean without going too much into the premise but essentially this is a world in which actually the jocks and the popular kids are oh, actually just well-rounded people. Well-rounded people. They are complex characters. Yeah. Yep. Surprise, surprise! And it's really great to see that come out into uh, into the big screen. Yeah, and just to see. I think the thing with Mingles and Clueless and Booksmart is like you get to see young people as they are, as opposed to what adults think yeah. young yeah. people are like. And I think it kind of started the with the like perks of being a wolfie, which yeah, is another yeah, yeah. great that's a that really I, good, that's a movie. good movie i was love i was really surprised by that film i um i was always sort of curious by it and i didn't i've not read the book i love the stuff. book it's um, my favorite so i i just didn't really know and also it was that sort of thing uh, you know where it comes comes out like when you're older it's like when these sort of films come out you almost like Dismissing, aren't sure if yeah. you're gonna like yeah it is a bit of a dismissal and it's just like which is unfair but mm-hmm. um i finally saw it like a 
few months ago and I was like, holy cow. And yeah. I wasn't expecting it as well. That's like some lot. of the stuff that happens in the film. I'm like, That's Whoa. a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the crazy film. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, a couple of other things we got in this what week. Picks, um, obviously, Clerks is on hey. on, on Friday. <laughs> uh, we promised to one day do a proper Clerks episode. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll definitely be back on. He'll definitely be back again. It, and we part- could just do possibly one. even this year another time, just yeah. because it's the 25th anniversary this year. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very possible that it'll make another appearance before the year's over. Um, yeah, and like I already said, that we could just do a special Clerks episode if we want. Yeah. Also, one, on Friday night, One Cut of the Dead Oh, yeah, with the Q&A. Yeah, with the q and so with uh, Arumi Shuhama, who is... Pum! Yeah. Uh, she the plays, famous, yeah. The famous pum technique yeah. that was yep. created by her to evade zombies. Yeah. And uh, One Cut of the Dead, I, I still, so to be honest, much. I still have not seen it. Really? Because I missed it when we had it for 10 billion years. Oh, my God. And I've not seen it. Um, but really like I want to see it sometime soon because I heard it was really, really fun. But yeah. yeah, it's a great zombie film. It's a great film about making films, and it's just like a nice yeah. little love letter to I think filmmaking and the camaraderie. About yeah, it. and that's what the and yeah. a lot of the like the Romero horror kind of yeah. horror films. Yeah. Um, what a couple of other things we've got on this week that are pretty cool. We got a couple of Bond films. If anybody's a Bond fan, we got License to Kill again, and then also we got See? Goldfinger. Uh, so check that out, PrinceCharlesCinema.com. But I will say my number one pick this week for me is Life. This is the Mississippi State Correctional Institution, where you lose your freedom, where you do hard time. There is no escaping from here. There is no recreation here. There is no fun here. But all of that is about to change. Life! What the hell you mean? Like, hell no, I ain't doing no life. I'm going back to my cell. It's a mistrial. I blame you for everything, Ray. Hey, boss, he ain't working. You gonna eat your cornbread. You can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because I'm from New York City. It's gonna be consequences and repercussions. I told you what my plan was. You gonna tell me what your plan is. What you working on? One of y'all want to hit me down my back? We gotta get out of here. You call this a map? Don't tell me you don't know where we're going. City, New York City! Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence are getting all there is. Out of life. You gonna make me fall off just talking to your ass. Every time you start talking, I'm almost fall. Will you die? Will you stop? Just don't say nothing else to me. You about to make me fall, right? Just hold still and don't say nothing. Oh, damn, one of my toes in the bottle, right? <laughs> <laughs> From 1999, oh, Eddie, yeah, Murphy Eddie Murphy and uh, Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac. It's That's such that. a crazy cast. Baba Batunde. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Have you guys seen that film? I've never you- seen it. But I've yeah. seen parts of it. I'll when it was last shown, I... I might try to come had my break during um, the middle, so and then yeah. I didn't come back down again, yeah. so I missed. I'm going to try to come it. in and see it because it's oh, it's so lovely that film. It's so funny. Um, Eddie Murphy and uh, Martin Lawrence are wrongfully accused of committing a murder, and this it's set back in like the 20s or the 30s. They're from New York. I think they went down to the South to do this. Uh, it was like basically moonshining. They get 
framed for murder and then they go to prison and they spend like their life in prison it's so well done it's such Mm. a like really underrated film yeah i think everyone should come see it yeah any other picks for you this week you had one on yeah so for me well actually there's there's two i would say yeah Mm -hmm. um so the first one's lawrence of arabia um which is being shown in 70 mil which is amazing that we we continually year i think year after year try and get the the print of the 70 mil um you know it's like a piece of cinematic history and it's great that we can get that um and it's about this british officer who in world war one is kind of used as a i suppose like an intelligence officer to kind of infiltrate the um arab um insurrection movement uh within the middle east um and then he kind of stirs that up to kind of challenge the ottoman empire to kind of uh, essentially attack the back door of the Ottoman Empire as they fight, as the big powers fight it out in World War One, And it's mm-hmm. this really great story of this guy who essentially is thrown into the deep end. He has some knowledge of the movement, but then really brings it, brings up a people in, in the wake. I mean, I think this is overly romanticized and it's a lot more complex than yeah. that. But it's just interesting because this is a story that has real legacy to this yeah. day. And, yeah. you know, after this. And, and, it's, and it's touched on in the film. You know, they'll talk about how uh, Lawrence is upset when uh, he feels betrayed that the Arab peoples don't get their independence. And mm-hmm. So I think it's a re- really, really interesting film. So I really recommend that people uh, come and see that. And the yeah. other one is Moon, which I'll just give a, give a yeah. quick shout out to, yeah. um, which is Duncan, uh, Duncan Jones. Jones' directed Jones. film with Sam Rockwell. And actually, I would probably we say my second favorite of his performance behind Galaxy Quest. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, which we also showed a while ago. Yeah, but, wasn't it? Which he was ago, like. Yeah. Here to watch a different film for. Would well, you remember that day? Were you working that day? Oh, was he here the day we were showing well, he Galaxy was, he, Quest? Yeah, he was here the yeah. day we were showing Galaxy Quest, but he didn't come see Galaxy Quest. I forgot the Because we also had it as um, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't think he went feature. to see that. Really? Because we made we build it as like a create your own double bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think he went to see that. I think he Really? Be, he just yeah. popped by? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to see another film that oh, we were showing right. at the time. Yeah. Well, that brings us to why we're here. We're here with our guest today, Ollie. And what film did you want to talk about this week? It's your pick. What do you pick? So I would like to talk about David Fincher's The Game. The Game. Elizabeth, online three. Your ex-wife. I know who it is. Take a message. Consumer Recreation Services. Call that number. Why? They make your life fun. I'll call them. Do it. For you. I said I'll call, okay? It's just that I hate surprises. What are you selling? Oh, it's a game. A game? We provide whatever's lacking. And what if nothing is lacking? Admit to yourself that it sounds intriguing. I need the police. There's been a break-in in my house. No money, no identification, you a fix. Let me toy with a bunch of depraved children. You're with them. You're behind the whole thing, aren't you? What are you talking about? You brought them to me! I am a very wealthy man, and whenever they're paying you, I'll double it. <laughs> Who did this to me? Why? There was an incident a few days ago. Don't you start this! A nervous breakdown, they said. I am very fragile right now. Nicholas, you're not about to shoot anyone. What do you get for the man who has everything?
It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about the rules. <laughs> and if you're going to break them, I am the game. I am the player. Sorry, that was uh, yeah. wrestling. Yeah. wrestling. We, got, we got a wrestling reference in, yeah. y'all. We got it. We got if it. you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and, Not to be confused with the game, the rapper. Yeah. Game, it's uh, from 1997. Mm-hmm. David Fincher film. It's in honor of his birthday. San Francisco banker Nicholas Van Orton, played by Michael Douglas, a financial genius and cold-hearted loner receives an unusual present from his younger brother, Conrad, Sean Sean Penn. And it's a gift certificate to play a unique kind of game. In nearly a nanosecond, Nicholas finds himself consumed by a dangerous set of ever-changing rules, unable to distinguish where the charade 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 I was just like wanting to say charade charade where the charade ends and reality begins. Shout out, Paul. Live shout out. (laughs) Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the synopsis. There, uh, it's it's a crazy movie. This it film. is a crazy film. That yeah. synopsis doesn't even really do it justice. But no. I avoided using another synopsis because it gave too many spoilers. Yeah, I feel this like, is the exactly. thing. I feel like I, this film is a, this film is a lesser Fincher film, in my yeah, opinion. Like I don't feel like of, people talk yeah. about it all the time. It's, it's because he doesn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, this is the thing. I was yeah. like reading through a lot of his interviews. It, it, before preparing for this, the podcast, I was struck by how much he wants to kind of distance himself from it, yeah. from from this film. And like, obviously, this isn't his worst film. No, no. <laughs> you know, I think that that prize goes to <laughs> Alien Three. Ooh, yeah. um, first is worst. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really understand why he gets such a bad rap. Apparently, he just thought it kind of fell apart in the third act. Yeah, he thought um, he couldn't really figure out the third act. In a way, it surprises me. This is one of his most hopeful films. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the character at the end, he gets the party. He doesn't jump to true. his death. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Seven, Seven you have Brad Pitt yeah. going off to jail. and yeah. Morgan Fight Club. Fight Club, there's... It's, you're being left with chaos, I guess, yeah. with buildings falling falling apart, mm-hmm. social network. I yeah. guess you're you're seeing him. Left we're living alone. that. We're living that yeah. horrible ending. <laughs> <laughs> Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's lonerisms. Ah. Um, yeah, and this and it kind of strikes me, and I don't know if that's also what plays into the fact mm. that he he doesn't maybe he doesn't feel like he quite lands the third act. But actually, it's interesting seeing what really won him over for the script, mm-hmm. which is that. That scene when he goes into the building, um, Deborah Deborah Unger's building, yeah, uh, and he's he's looking around and he's he's seeing that you know there's that there's that uh, tag on that lampshade yeah, that's yeah, starting that's... to burn on the light bulb, and then he goes to the yeah. the water to check the water, and he finds out it's not connected, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, that's that's what sold it to me, yeah, because he said that we immediately feel as the audience like. That's that's really us in at the deep end, and I think that's one of the genius moments. One of the many genius things about this film is that really you're put as the audience in the same shoes that Michael Douglas is. Yeah, you you are constantly thinking, is it a game? Is it not a game? Is yeah. this real? Is this fake? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's really impressive about it. it it's so meticulous, and the way that it's shot, you've got um, focal focuses on not a film student so i'm gonna butch this but you know you're, you're focusing on on every character that comes into yeah. it in, and you're shooting them in exactly the way in almost like an agatha christie kind of whodunit style yeah, you're really yeah. focusing yeah. in so that it, really anyone could be in on it or not and, yeah. and i think that's you never what's, know it keeps it you guessing and there's also this thing of i think it was he, he might have been the one that to say it but i was reading 
up on the game and um, yeah, I think Fincher said, yeah, it's actually just a movie about how information is doled out in movies mm-hmm. because mm. if you think about any film we've ever seen, we only know what is being shown to us. Yeah. The same way Michael Douglas only knows what is being shown to him and you question, yeah, again, sort of the validity or like the, the accuracy of this information yeah. that you're receiving. It's not like you're watching a play where yeah. in order to keep something going, going uh, like certain... Like, elements to the to the story going they use dramatic irony yeah, yeah. a lot where the audience say. will know what's going on but like the this, characters yeah. don't it's just like no yeah. one knows what's going on here and, it, and it's been like subsequently kind of parodied as well yeah know, yeah yeah in, in similar Completely. ways like Sicario I think also a really great film does that as well mm-hmm. you kind of Emily Blunt like us we, we're left kind of questioning mm-hmm. whose side we're really on yeah and that does it to a, a lesser extent but this this film really is all about that that kind of unknown which yeah. side are you yeah. on is I it? think this is like this film kind of laid the blueprint for sort of a lot of like thrillers psychological thrillers you know from that point like into the 2000s and 2010s mm-hmm. for sure like the villain of films yeah. that subsequently yeah. come out well not come out of this but you know they're, they're, I think they're referencing mm-hmm. a lot of themes in this film yeah. for sure I think Michael Douglas did say that one of the things that he really loved about this film, and this might have been years later that he was talking about it, that it was just one of his only films where it just like really had a genuine keeping you guessing. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, he was just like Fincher was a genius at how he did that. And yeah, I mean, it is really like just sort of a throwback to that classic, almost Hitchcock style yeah. uh, mystery thriller. And I think also that San Francisco lended a lot to that because San Francisco, yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's so, the way he shoots it's so beautiful. It's very much like um, the what he would go to do with Zodiac. Um, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like definitely. that mystery. Like, there's all those scenes, like particularly when he's with his uh, his brother Connie, who's played by Sean Penn. Yeah, uh, who I'll get to in a little bit, mm. but. Um, I th- yeah, it's it's an interesting thing where it's just like it's, it's using the element of the atmosphere of San Francisco, the fog and everything mm. to add to the mystery and stuff. And it's yeah. just like it feels Completely. like you're just I- like alone, like you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Like you feel like, like you're him. It's a title you could see that he kind of uses the city to sort of show I think class discrepancy if anything, because like here's, yeah. this, here's this really I love that scene where he's first in the offices and they're like uh, and he's like, what if? Like we're trying to give you something that you're lacking in. And then he's like, mm. what if I don't lack anything? And then yeah. that's the thing you give somebody yeah. that has everything, nothing. Yeah. Like but, you take everything away. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was just fantastic because you go from this really, obviously he's very wealthy and he's such a dick. And then yeah. you throw him into Mexico. <laughs> One of the best yeah. reviews that I heard of Michael Douglas's performance mm. was that he's the best at portraying waspy arrogance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I absolutely love. And That's because he, you know, on. he's the guy, he's Gordon Gecko from yeah, Wall yeah. Street. Yeah, and he's he's so he's just the perfect person yeah. to play. And yeah. this is it's almost feels like a continuation of, of, of that the, character. Yeah. It's a kind of a, a character comeuppance yeah. Yeah. he's getting his just desserts. Like it, I basically said that it was the tail end of Michael Douglas at peak Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh he had that run from like the you know, obviously he's been around from since the 70s and mm. stuff, but like it was really in the 80s with Wall Street and stuff that he really started to, I mean, mm. yeah. he won an Oscar for that, I believe, or I was nominated. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like he, you know, just built up a really good, you know, string of films that where he plays this sort of like, like a that hard, hard character. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously he did like things like Romance in the Stone and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah, which are yeah. a little bit more fun adventure films. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's although, known for the as you said, Basic yeah, Instinct, as I did say, it was good to see him uh, getting manipulated by I, a yeah. game yeah, instead yeah. of <laughs> him playing a poor man that got manipulated by right. a woman. Yeah. A, a la um, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct and yeah. Disclosure, yeah. where he basically did the same thing. 
Shout out Sophia trying to sneak down the stairs. Hi Sophia. I didn't know you were working today. <laughs> but yeah. Um, great. But yeah, it's yeah, I it's funny. He did play quite a few roles like that <laughs> yeah, in the nineties. Exactly. So it was yeah. good to see him not playing that. But Just he did have a bit that. of that whole like uh Michael Douglas playing the mm-hmm. older man who somehow is getting this younger think, woman. It's just like this yeah, typical yeah, exactly. sort of but like. But I think eh. he also adds like a sense of authority that I think this character needed because yeah, I've read that like believable. Carl McLachlan was going to get this role yep, yep. or Brad Pitt was before they did Seven, and I was like, those yep. guys are too young even at that yeah. time to play this mm-hmm. dude to play what's his name Nicholas, Nicholas Van Orton. Yeah. yeah, like you need somebody with a little bit of. Gruff. Yeah. We get um, to Sean Penn a little bit. Yeah. Um, Let's get I to feel Sean like Penn. Sean Penn was very underutilized in this oh, film. Oh, completely. Like, it could have been anyone, really, that character. It didn't need to be Sean but Penn. But originally, it wasn't even supposed to be Sean yeah. Penn. Originally, it was, it was going to be, be Jodie Foster. Foster. Yeah. It was yeah. going to be a woman. It was going to be a sister. She was originally signed to play Michael Doug- Douglas' sibling in mm-hmm. the film. However, Foster changed her mind and wanted it to appear as Douglas's daughter instead. Douglas and director David Fincher were opposed to this change, so the part went to Sean Penn instead. Foster promptly sued Polygram yeah, to the yeah, tune yeah. of $54.5 million, even though her own production, production company, company Egg Pictures, was attached. Uh, the matter was fortunately settled out of court. Douglas, who is a personal friend of Foster, said that it just didn't seem right for him to play Foster's father, given that there was only 18 years But he's difference. played her dad before. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, Douglas has played her father. Um, he did it in a Disney film called Napoleon and Samantha in 1972 to start of both of their careers. That's which, like our age difference yeah. and you trying to be my dad. <laughs> I'm not 18 years old. No, you're like 11 years older. But <laughs> God, it's a I'm just, gap. I, I, I woke up today and I'm apparently almost 40 years yeah, old. Exactly. <laughs> Johnny looked very good for a 40 year old if yeah. that is your age, which I know it's not. Yeah. I'm just uh, playing, man. Weird little facts about the film. David Fincher uh, claimed in an interview of, that he did with Empire Magazine, uh, shout out to Empire, shout out Empire. Uh, that there's a can of haggis in every oh, scene yeah. in the movie. Because the uh, DP's nickname uh, was haggis, haggis, which his name yeah, is Harris wow. uh, Savides. He's also, done the, quite a few you know, the guy in the scene in Fincher. the toilet, like um, oh, he's yeah, like, the, yeah, the toilet paper guy <laughs> in those hands, that was the DP. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I think we need to do a new interactive screening instead yeah. of the room when you throw spoons. You throw you, a toilet roll? Well, you throw a haggis. <laughs> yeah, throw a that's going to be such a, a nightmare messier, to messier clean, clean up, Ollie. I think worthwhile. Think about the rest of us, Ollie. Think yeah. about your job. The ends just yeah, we're just going to say, please do not do that. Don't please do don't. that. Please, please, don't. Do please, don't. please don't. Please do not. Maybe stop bringing plastic spoons to the room as well mm. just because it's uh, bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Just putting a stance yeah. there. Yep. Sorry, room fans. but yep. We're trying to save the planet yeah. and it's not because we don't like Should cleaning we, them yeah. up it's just a, it's bad save for the, the environment planet, guys save the planet should we get yeah. tommy hip to climate change we should and that will maybe help out a little a bit maybe yeah. hopefully i don't know make paper spoons yeah because that's actually no that's just killing the planet <laughs> yeah. as well yeah. but no matter what also you do, imagine sticking that into soup and it just wilting <laughs> like <laughs> we love a paper spoon another interesting yeah. little thing uh is it, Ari uh, touched uh-huh. on for a second, um, yeah. but Jonathan uh, Mosto, who's uh, most famous for directing Terminator 3 Rise yeah. of Machines, he yeah. was originally set to direct this film in 93 with Kyle MacLachlan as Nicholas Van Orton and Bridget Fonda as Christine. Yeah, that's a, that's a very Imagine different that. film. Very that's different a different film. film. He must, he needs to be like, he, he, like if Kyle MacLachlan were to have been Nicholas, Nicholas would have been such a brat and it would have mm. been, it would have been him like Sean Penn's character yeah. being the lead. Because yeah, it's, it's that here. whole, I'm young and I'm rich and I'm fucked up. I almost feel thing. like Sean Penn could have done the lead. Oh, though. completely. He would have definitely pulled he it off. He would have killed it. He's 
like that's what I was saying earlier. I felt like he was underutilized because this wasn't like young Sean Penn. I no, mean, no. he had so done quite a few really yeah. good roles. He had just come off of uh, was a Dead Man Walking, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where he was nominated for an Oscar. So it's twenty one grams around this time as well. Maybe so. Maybe yeah, a bit later. Maybe a little bit later, but still. I mean, you're you're still like he's still young, still young, still yeah. Maybe on yeah. the tail end of his heartthrob before he gets into his the like he's a grown man yeah. playing these roles. I don't know. And stuff, I, I, still think, I don't know. For me, it's just I I just do think it is the perfect um, culmination of all of Michael Douglas's previous films and mm-hmm. i think this yeah. this really is a character uh, a person who's grown into that role yeah very I just, much so. i do think he is perfect and uh, no when i said that about sean penn i wasn't saying that like he would have done better than michael douglas yeah, yeah. i just i was just saying that like he could have he done could it have done, yeah. yeah i just felt like he was underutilized he, he definitely could have been in there more because i felt like if we saw the relationship i think if they played off if they played up sort of his trauma about his father killing himself mm-hmm. and also his relationship to his brother i felt like that would have added some more kind of i think that would have been too emotional for a Fincher film, i think the know? issue though is like if you i suppose if you had to put yourself in in this person's shoes yeah, you are the brother no, yeah. so the, the <laughs> idea that you know this brother who's just essentially a cokehead yeah. could just walk out and, and do you know an oscar winning performance is this this brother who's who might be on the run or maybe he's not on the run mm-hmm. yeah. like i think realistically if you were the company you think okay well we'll probably put them in him in like once or twice because yeah. we don't want him to give up give up the game yeah mm-hmm. i think just from a but you could also realism play it as okay he's gonna give up the game as part of the game like i don't know i felt, i yeah. love that thing where they're kind of just like yeah, yeah. they give up the gig and then yeah. like no 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 it's still going like, <laughs> yeah yeah very much yeah i love that but literally the final like i think 10 minutes where i was like i was like he has a real gun he has a yeah. real gun and then he shoots sean finn i just yeah. went <gasps> yeah no. it's a crazy film yeah this, this crazy. is yeah. crazy i was like uh, no it's not real i was like oh i was right <laughs> you mentioned the father so at the beginning of the film there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh very almost like i felt like christopher nolan was directing this and, oh, I, and I was about to watch um batman yeah. begins yeah. because it was very much like uh, Batman's uh, very yeah. Wayne Manor, yeah, Wayne kind Manor, of. young boy whose father dies. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, like his father was played by in in the flashback sequences was played by Charles Martinet. He was like the original, yeah, original. Well, like the guy who's been playing Mario, the voice of Mario. That's amazing. Since yeah. the '90s, basically. Oh, yeah. So basically. yeah, he's uh, yeah, Mario. To our video his dad is Mario. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other fun cameos. Uh, oh Spike, my God, yeah. Spike Jones. Spike, Spike Jones. Spike yeah, Jones is a paramedic that yeah. does the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fincher makes a cameo in Being John Malkovich. Oh yeah, he does. Spike yeah. Jones, yeah, yeah. So they do the little yeah. director buddy thing. Uh, well, it, as long as it's better than the Paul Thomas Anderson one. <laughs> in, what, was, what was the film? <laughs> I can't remember, but I know the one you're talking about. It's essentially where it's like, well, maybe maybe add this in like post post <laughs> notes or something. Yeah. But um, sure Ollie it's essentially yeah. I'll help you out later. Yeah. But essentially, it's literally the back of Paul Thomas Anderson's head, and it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, he says it's him, but it literally could, could be, be any, any old dude. Could be any <laughs> Paul dude Thomas Anderson does have a very hair. noticeable yeah. back of the head. No, I was also very happy to see Mark Boone Jr. in this film. Do you guys know him? I he do. He's the private no. investigator that uh, he stopped in the car okay. and he like runs out okay. and stuff. He's like one of those guys who's just in a ton of random films. He was in Batman Begins as uh, the sort of crooked cop um, who gets oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay gets beat up by Batman yeah. really early on. But um, 
He's uh, been in quite a few of these, like, I was, I was talking about my love for Steve Buscemi films a few yeah, episodes back. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot um, of gangster he's, films. Yeah, yeah. He's, like Mob the Steve Buscemi films. films, particularly Lonesome Jim, he's, he plays the the sort of hippie uncle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. I, lo- yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just love that guy. He's really funny. But my favorite, my favorite, your favorite cameo? Uh, is old uptight Pete Kapahala. The son of OG Johnny Tsunami, father of Johnny Kapahala. Yuji, <laughs> his name is Yuji um, Akumoto. He was the hotel receptionist. Oh, I sent yeah, you a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you knew. Like I sent a picture of it to Ari. You I was just like, oh, me. it's going to be I lit. I don't there know we what go. time it was going to be. I was literally just so out of it. I think I was on yeah. shift. And I was like, yeah. what is John doing? Anytime there's a Johnny Tsunami, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's tsunami. Got, it's got to go in. We're it's back on board. We're back on board. <laughs> We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, yeah, just wrapping up a little bit with the film. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I feel like it feels like a bit of a San Francisco, like Hitchcock mystery film. Um, but also, it reminded me a lot of Black Mirror. Like, yeah, it's like I a proto-technological yeah. version of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, it's if you think about the way a Black Mirror episode operates and stuff, this film, if you really like, you know, uh, Black Mirror, you'll love this film if yeah. you've not seen it. Um, we've It's like White Bear, that episode of Black Mirror. That's what this reminds It's that same principle of yeah. you do not know, um, you know, what's going on, neither does the character, but you're also aware that the thing they're in is a construct. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you become, by becoming aware of the construct, you even, they, they throw you more things at you and you're kind of just like, oh, and I love that. I love just like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the thing about, reality that's so interesting is that when films become aware of that you know their reality is false and then play up to that mm. and just like this is fun because mm-hmm. how do we know that this is real you know our lives. elon we- musk has a team of people that he pays i don't know i think it's like a team of 20 people but essentially they are paid to work out whether we are in a simulation or not yep. i want to be part of that elon musk pay for my rent <laughs> but I, th- I think I think you're you're totally right there, and yeah. I think also it just works very well as you know a critique of modern capital oh, as well. Like this is, as I said, you know the Gordon Gecko effect, but also the people who are uh, is it CSR? The- yeah. CRS. Yeah, yeah. CRS, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when they break into his house and you know there's spray paint all yeah. over the walls mm-hmm. and they're playing like acid rock, yeah. like that feels like it's straight out of you know an Occupy movement yeah. uh, against uh, you know the one percent, and mm-hmm. I think that totally totally works. And I, yeah. I think that's what you know when they are attacking uh, Nicholas Van Horten, they are attacking all of his points uh, seemingly points of strength you yeah know, so his wealth his, house, and, yeah. his money yeah. is but also there was that one bit where i think it was him and christine before he blacks out uh, and before she like drugs him um where uh, uh he finds out oh yeah all my money's gone and then i don't remember what she says but then she was like yeah but that money was you know payroll pensions this is other people's money as yeah. well not just yeah. his own and i was kind of like that's also a thing that we don't really talk about especially when it comes to finance like obviously these people hold so much money and mm. if they redistribute their wealth like we would kind of make the world slightly better but you also understand that a lot of their wealth does go to other people even mm. though it's not yeah. as much as we'd like them to i, mm. I will say that I, that's one thing that i thought was kind of um kind of missing from this film a little mm-hmm. bit maybe it was in one version and it just didn't make it into mm. the yeah. final cut what exactly did nicholas van horton do he was, he was an just financial banker. guy. Yeah, it's just some but it was just generic like, hedge fund manager. Yeah, it was just like he's just rich. Trust just, fund baby yeah. looks. I like. mean, you get the point, but yeah. at the same time, I was just kind of like, 
what, what, what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. it's just like, oh, Nicholas Van Orden. Yeah. Doesn't Rich really guy. do that much. Yeah. He's, he's able to go missing for a couple of days and nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. even Chance knocks in on him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think when, when you said things that are potentially missing from this thing, the, the one regret that I have is that this film doesn't have a score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah, mm. yeah. How much to? better would it be? I mean, like, you know, <laughs> how much Shaw's, darker would it be? How much, like, Howard Shaw's scores, like, you yeah. know, great and like, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is amazing, but you know, Trent, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross combined with these, a lot of these themes, <laughs> yeah. it would just be amazing. It would be a, maybe a darker film mm-hmm. for sure. But I also but feel like I Trent Reznor would... and Atticus Ross have like a more modern sound, like it's cutting in a different way. Yeah. Like, but I think Howard Shaw's right for this whole kind of I'm old money kind of thing. You know, oh, that's just know. kind of how I, I don't know. Just the, yeah. the point, the fact that, it, you know, at, at, periods this is you know late 1990s you know and i suppose this is you know the the height of nine inch nails and stuff like that mm-hmm. um hi phil how are you wants to wants <laughs> to steal the limelight he's getting, cups. he's getting cups and getting clout right phil um, exactly <laughs> another little thing that i thought um this kind of reminded me of just because mm-hmm. it's the manipulation of the game and everything and um it very much reminds me of darren brown mm. like yeah particularly yeah. the episode the push how far will you go how far can we take you to yeah. make you push someone off of a building it's unbelievable that uh that episode if you've not seen it or like that special yeah. it's really good yeah, i would yeah. recommend watching it because i quite like darren brown because it's very fun it's so fun really fun because it's just like nuts how he's just so good at messing mm. with people's minds and this film does that yeah and it, for like, sure shows how much it could, like you know playing a game like this can really mess with someone's mind and life yeah. and everything um yeah well so build your own double bill mm. yeah Go, I mean, go, yeah. you have to go home. And go home and watch the push. On, yeah. Yeah, watch the game and then go home and watch Darren Brown. Yeah, so um, I, like I always like to do, um, I like to play oh, yeah. a, a, a little, little game. game if I can. A little, so I've got a a little game, game of, for the game? I've got a game of my own for you, Ollie. Okay, mm. hit me, John. Do you want to know what it is? I do. I'm That's, at the edge waiting. of my seat. I mean, yeah. this is a bar stool, so it's very easy to be the edge of the seat. But. You've lost the game. Because you thought about the game. No. Sorry, that was that stupid internet meme. (laughs) I've got a real game. (laughs) Do you remember that internet game? You think about the game, you lost lost the game. game. Michael Michael Douglas lost the game so much. Not to be confused with the game, the rapper. Yeah, no. Or the game, Triple H. I've I've got a real game for you guys. Um, And it's what I asked you to do last night. I had Mm -hmm. Ali and Ari do a personality test i did that this morning because i was asleep yeah. by the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i sent them both a personality test last night because mm-hmm. basically in the film michael douglas goes to this place called crs that his brother gets him a gift certificate to mm-hmm. they create a game um for him that's the whole purpose really is just to create a life-changing experience yeah. a game and while he's there and he's uh doing he's doing a bunch of tests mm-hmm. before he does the game just to kind of figure out his mentality before they send him, create their own unique game for him. Okay. And one of the things that they gave him was this thing called the MMPI, which is the Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. Multifacet Personality Inventory, uh, which is one of the most commonly used personality tests. Um, so I gave Ari and Ali their I'm own personality tests. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I've not given them the results yet. 
Also, this is a little bit of fun. This is our first interactive episode. Ooh. So listeners, if you okay. want to take the same test that Ali and Ari have taken, pause now and visit F-O-R-E-R dot N-E-T-O-P-T-I dot net. Once again, that is F-O-R-E-R dot N-E-T-O-P-T-I dot net. You can take this test, uh, get your result, and leave feedback, and then you can kind of see where, uh, how other people rate this personality test. We can find out that we're sociopaths together. Yeah. yeah. Email us at podcast at princechildscinema.com with your results. Or, or tweet us at the PCC podcast yeah, on Twitter. So you can stop it now yeah. and then come back to us. And when you come back, you will hear the results that I'm about to give Ari and Ali. So, cool. um, Yeah. We're coming to the results here. So, okay. all right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my laptop sort of so we don't sideways, see it. so okay. you each don't see it. So I want to get okay, you Ali's one at a time. Sit next to me. One at a time. I want you to come over and just see your results. So okay. who wants to go first? Ali, you're Ali, up. You're you the can guest. Just go. You can go first. Okay, great. So <laughs> this is your results. Don't read it out loud. Just read it to yourself. And Ari and I will just talk about what do you think your results are going to be like, Ari? I don't know what this sort of. Um, like the the rubric is like so mm-hmm. i don't know what i can be graded on but i know that maybe mine will just show that i'm quite extroverted with introverted tendencies mm. <laughs> cool interesting um or that i'm just a complete dick which is also probably accurate i mean as most personality tests yeah. would uh would surmise just or even a um just general, even meeting like, me meet, yeah. just me, just me like, meeting just, you yeah knowing it's you. like complete dick Complete yeah. dick. I apologize to the customers that have come up to me and said hi for the podcast. I'm kidding. I'm nice. Maybe. That's, that's, speaking of which, I've know. still not received. It's because you're not down on <laughs> that last line. Yeah, as, yeah. savage. As All much. Right. Oh god, I'm gonna get okay. red. No, oh what we're I'm, doing the okay. same thing is. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have Ari read it. Ari, Ali, don't don't now? explain too much of what yours okay. has said. But I want to ask you if you feel like it's uh, slightly accurate at all. Uh-huh. Do you feel like it's accurate at all, Ali? Um, I feel like, I'm going to say yeah. 70% of mine's probably accurate. Does it feel about right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is based mm-hmm. on the, the uh, I basically gave you the, the test itself. Yeah, yeah. I gave, and then I plugged the answers you gave me into, the, yeah, into yeah. it and got this result. And this is basically, you know, mm-hmm. what it's meant to be. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. not wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part. So All right. See, it seems like yeah, Ari's yeah, yeah. believing that hers is. No, it's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. And no, the last line, no, no, I don't um, agree. You don't agree? You agreed with most of it, though, yeah. right? So um, I don't most agree because now I believe in myself. <laughs> the last thing, though, is I will say the last line mentioned something about extroversion, and you were saying no, that, that, that no, that is that. That's the bit I agree with. The okay. last line, the okay. very last line, not the last paragraph. Well, that's good. That's a good yeah. thing to feel about. But like I said to Ali, these are based on the answers, answers that yeah. you gave Pretty for accurate. the test that I gave, yeah. uh, gave you guys, and I plugged it in. All right. So what I'm going to do is I want Ali mm-hmm. um, to come over here and read Ari's. He oh my knows, God. You guys know each other well enough. Yeah, we know well each other enough, pretty well, I think. Yeah. Right? You'll and be I like, just yeah, want to see accurate. if it's pretty much, uh, if you feel like it's oh. accurate for Ari. And I want you, at this point, you can start reading it out loud. Oh, God. Now everybody's going to know everything about me. I'm, I'm just trying to build a yeah. bit of a bit of tension here. Oh, All right, you can start reading this out loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ari, you are personality type EMDF. 
The following is a description of people of the EMDF personality. You have a need for other people to like you mm -hmm. and admire you, mm -hmm. and yet you tend to be critical of yourself. Yep. While you have some personality weaknesses, you are generally able to compensate for them. Uh -huh. You have considerable unused capacity that you've, that you've not turned to your advantage. Disciplined mm. and self-controlled on the outside, yep. you tend to be worrisome and insecure on the inside. Holly knows this. At times, you have serious doubts as to whether you've made the right decision or yep. done the right thing. Yep. You prefer a certain amount of change and variety and yep. become dissatisfied when hemmed in by restrictions mm -hmm. and limitations. You also pride yourself as an independent thinker and do <laughs> not accept others' statements about uh, without satisfactory proof. Yep. But you have found it unwise to be frank, uh, unwise to be too frank in revealing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. At times, you are extroverted, affable, yep. and sociable, mm -hmm. while at other times, you are introverted, wary, and reserved. Yeah. Some of your aspirations tend to be rather unrealistic. That's the thing I don't agree with. Is this? Uh, all my aspirations you're are reading Ari's. It's accurate. Is this uh, familiar? You know, this is a little familiar. Yeah, a little, a lot. It's exactly the same as mine. <gasps> <laughs> it is. You guys both got the exact same results. Oh my god, Ollie. <laughs> but the thing is, Ollie was an MHLB. Oh, this test is bull. And Ari was an EMD. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize the first bit. I thought there was gonna be changes. That's but that's what I meant with you like, know what the I last did, line's bro. just brutal. Yeah, uh, I don't agree with that. It's me. exactly the same. Oh my god. I all I did was I changed the formatting so it just looks slightly different. Different, yeah, yeah. But it's exactly the same. You guys both got the exact same thing. Oh my god. And the reason why Turns is because this test is both. It's the Barnum effect. You what you've just oh, you've just uh witnessed PT was Barnum the Barnum effect. Yes, it does derive from PT Barnum. Barnum, yeah. So We're not gonna basically shut him out. the Barnum effect, also called the Fora effect, mm -hmm. is in psychology, the phenomenon that occurs when individuals believe that personality descriptions apply specifically to them more so than oh, other people, like despite astrology. the fact that the description is actually filled with information that applies to, to everyone. everyone. The effect means that people are gullible because they think the information is about them only when, the, in fact, the information is generic. The Barnum effect came from the phrase often attributed to perhaps falsely to showman P.T. Barnum. The greatest Barnum, showman. Uh, the greatest showman, <laughs> uh, that he said that a sucker is born every minute. Uh, psychics, horoscopes, magicians, palm readers, and crystal ball gazers uh, make use of the Barnum effect when they convince people that their des uh, description of them is highly exactly. special and unique and can never apply to anyone else. It is like astrology. Yeah, Every I was about to say, it, was, it yeah. was a bit like someone was reading my palm. Yeah, I did want to mess with you a little bit just because I felt like it was kind of, uh, it would be a fun thing, particularly with Ari because yeah. she talks a lot about astrology, astrology yeah. and uh, I just she, wanted it to be kind of a fun little game. Yeah. Also, it makes me look kind of like I'm king asshole over here, yeah. giving <laughs> you both a funny Talking about test. Darren Brown. And yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, just I'll just uh, test something out. And also yeah. reveal that we're both just really messed up people. Or that you're <laughs> just quite gullible. gullible. Yeah. That's the point of it. Yeah. Is, um, that these sort of things are just, everyone people. just finds ways to make things, uh, you know, fit perfectly to them you yeah, know it's yeah. that uh, you know what is it uh, the cogn cognitive bias you know yeah, it's just yeah, that yeah. whole thing that like oh it's like you make up your your beliefs of things that you think apply to you mm -hmm. and uh but everyone sort of does yeah. yeah so basically it's just you know live let live let yeah. uh See, let your let your uh, let your true self just be yourself yeah. don't worry too much about other things and apparently my true yeah. self is ollie yeah, exactly. <laughs> One and the same. One and the same. Yeah, well, let's go to show that um, everyone is the same, know, and this no, is a simulation. Well, okay. no, we're all together in this, yeah. and that uh, everyone is uh, it's, we're going all through in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah, and we are 
doing it together yeah. because it's all a game. Mm-hmm. No, actually what I was just saying is that like we all have, you know, everyone yeah. has problems yeah. and exactly. uh, we go through the same things and that way, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. There you go. So, That's so if anyone out there listening to this podcast had a good time with this, let us know what you thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if I if did a little bit of a ruse. If you want to call John an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. A little bit of a ruse, but I think yeah. it's interesting because uh, these sort of personality things mm-hmm. make up what. Uh, yeah, someone really. thinks of themselves exactly. and then yeah. it applied heavily to the film that we talked about today it's that whole exactly. thing like yeah. self-fulfilling prophecies yeah. exactly yeah. a lot of the themes that we've just demonstrated will be evident in, in the, the game. game in the game <laughs> thanks for playing yeah um, yeah we need to wrap up here because you it's can hear the music it's been you? a very fun episode I yeah. want to thank Ollie so much for coming along thank you for having me guys this week. I've really um, enjoyed it thanks Ollie, what have you got going on? Um, where can people find you on social media if you want them to find you? What are you up to? Um, what are you up to? That is a great question. <laughs> um, I am on Instagram. I'm, I'm Ollie.ys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have a presence on Twitter. I just like follow things. So mm-hmm. you won't find very okay. much of interest on there. Um, what would be even nicer, though, is if you see me around the cinema, the Ginger Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, in the back behind the kiosk or in the bar and say yes, hello to me. Yeah. That's, that, would, yeah, that would make my day. Nice. Yeah. You have anything going on like that you want to talk about or anything you're excited about? Just um, I I mean, I'm, I got offered a PhD in September. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, so I've just got to submit my uh, master's thesis and then that will be something that I'll be working to for the foreseeable future nice. looking it. forward to calling you Dr. Oliver Yule long way off oh my god <laughs> Ollie also before we wrap things up yeah. mm-hmm. um, one more question Chew. for popcorn Pop. yep. sweet salted or mint it's gotta be sweet alright of course you're British from Brighton of course they all picked sweet Kidding. this is but, yeah. kind of a thing where all yeah. the British people all are. All the British people sweet. sweet, and then all the us foreigners are just like salted with salted. Maltesers. <laughs> Butter popcorn. Butter popcorn. Yeah. Has um, anyone said mixed cool. yet? Yeah. I'm Maybe sure. Maybe one mixed. I I'm can't sure. remember who it Tamsin was. Tamsin said mixed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Ari? What are you up to this week? What am I up to this week? This is the week of the 12th. Ooh, I think this week um, my family's in town. So oh, I'm nice. just going to spend time with them because um, I'm graduating sweet. in a week. Congrats. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. You. So, yeah, I'm just going to spend time with my family, probably take my brother to see a couple of films at the cinema. How are you doing on Visa Watch? We didn't Visa touch Watch. on that at the beginning. Visa Watch. Um, <laughs> I tweeted a while ago being like, I'm just going to do like do my immigration stuff so I have to, stuff to talk about on Visa Watch. Yeah. But um, I actually applied for a job, which is pretty cool. Sweet. Waiting to hear back um, whether they get interviews or not. And I'm sending out a couple more letters and CVs today. So that should be fun. And I'm also going to go have a chat with some people here at the cinema about that in a couple of moments once we stop recording. So, Lovely. Yeah. What about you, John? What do you have to? Yeah. Um, hopefully getting back in, like I said last week, getting back into that music game. Um, nice been playing story. a little bit, uh, starting to write some little riffs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, my visa watch, as I sort of touched on in the beginning, I passed my life in the UK test. We talked about that Boom. last week. Um, but, Boom. you know, Congrats. this this uh, this week, it's all about just kind of furthering trying to get that application done uh and mail it off and do my biometrics and basically go broke so if anyone wants (laughs) to uh, if anyone wants to fund me yeah (laughs) you can fund john at the gofundme page (laughs) if there is is john foster what what uh what can i do to warrant people to fund me do I have any special skills that people would be like oh i can make a musician john can make make you a song Yeah. yeah Yeah, so. um, what else John can if you want some <laughs> social media help maybe 
Yeah, I'm not very good. Uh, if anybody wants you to come fund my visa, pick up wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you could. Like, you could physically pick up other people. I could pick up wrestlers. <laughs> you, could, yeah. you could pick up wrestlers. Um, yeah, both hitting on them and physically picking them up. Exactly. Yeah, that's about all for us. You right. can find me at Tall for All T A L L, the number four all at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And Ari, where can they find you? You can find me at Ariane and Indita on Twitter and Instagram. And mm-hmm. my website is also ariannandita.co. Sick. Yeah. And you can find us or come talk to us, tell us things, or, you know, send us a different personality test to take. Mm-hmm. Um, a legit one. A legit one. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast.fringestarcinema.com. Email us. Yeah. Or you can find us on Twitter at the PCC Podcast. Um, we want to just say find us on Spotify yeah, yeah. find us on Spotify, iTunes or iTunes, Apple Podcasts because iTunes doesn't exist anymore yeah maybe. sorry Apple Podcasts uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts Stitcher find us everywhere yeah. SoundCloud yeah. wherever you find mm-hmm. us tell your friends uh, keep keep us Leave keep us getting a us review. out there we, we're so thankful for everyone for, listening, for listening every week and just keep helping us out leave us a review tell us what you like give us some feedback so yeah. we can read it out it's always fun um, and yeah, we love you guys. And love you thank, guys. You. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you. Thank you. Back to work. <laughs> <laughs>